Non-ignorability is important when you have a message which the opposing side do not want to address because they do not have a response. It's not so abstract and general that they can say, yeah, but it is specific, you're naming people. You're naming people, you're naming issues, and so they try to come back and respond and debate, but they don't, they're not successful. I've had more debates with opponents than anyone I, I know, because I don't uh, just go to like-minded groups and talk, I actually look out for trouble. I look out for trouble. I go to their events, their conferences, their gatherings, and raise issues, and I love it if it's on camera. And, you know, I, I, I'm outnumbered, I've been doing this for 20-25 years, I go to places where I'm the only Indian, the only Hindu, the subject is about us and our culture and our history, but there's nobody else there with me, and I take it on. And that is by one of my learning methods. I learn by discussing with those who are on the other side to see where they're coming from and to give them answers and become better at it. So this non-ignorability is necessary to do this, otherwise you're not disrupting their status quo. You can be talking on the outside, there's a big fortress, these people are in control, and you can be standing out and shouting, but nobody cares. So you have to take them on. Now, of course, when you do that, you also expect to be attacked. So non-ignorability means risk-taking, means courage, means you must work out the chess game, many, play, many games, in, uh, many moves ahead. You have to say, okay, I'm going to take on this person or this point of view. I know that these are the 20 guys who are going to come after me. These are the things they're going to accuse me of. So what is my response? So I always have to have enough ammunition in reserve. I, I, I will never just fire all my weapons. I have to keep enough powder dry so that when this goes on and on and on for many years, some of these debates, I, I, have, to, I have new ideas, new, new data I can keep giving to them. So they've also realized that uh, re rebuttaling me is not a trivial thing and they are looking for a big fight. Now, in the days before internet, it was not possible. So I owe a lot to the internet because the previous, the old media and forums, journals, conferences, conclaves, that kind of a thing can be controlled. So the gatekeepers, the chakidars, the sepoys who are installed in these kind of things can keep a guy like me out and they can keep uh, bringing their own voices and keep <coughs> blasting. But internet opens up a new, new media. So with internet, a voice like me can go out and respond. They can say something, I can go and respond. And believe me, it works. They may have a, a TV channel with 5 million viewers and I have uh, 60,000 followers on Twitter and Facebook and 70, 80,000 on my email. But the interesting thing is, this, the people retweet, people uh, repeat, people pass on by word of mouth and the effect of this is so huge that the people sitting in the high power, they do notice, they, they are embarrassed, they know that uh, they either have to respond to me, take me on, have a live debate, which they don't want to, or they have to uh, go back to ignoring. So the dilemma I have created for my opponents is, do you ignore me, do you take me on? And it's, it's neither way is an easy way for them. If they ignore me, then I have to go on saying, that, look, you guys are afraid. Why don't you, you are, you are guys who promote 
free speech and all of that stuff, then why don't you engage me? And if they engage me, they, they feel that it only gets worse for them because many of them, they haven't done their homework. They're just uh, repeating the knowledge that has been circulating and they haven't really done their homework. So they, they fall apart. So this is the whole business of being non-ignorable. Okay, and so I, I recommend the non-ignorable approach after you've done a lot of hard work, after you've done your homework and you are on solid ground and you know you can defend what you are saying, then you should be non-ignorable. And I learned this uh, in my life, growing up, I learned a lot of things from many different people. And it's not that I like a, a person wholeheartedly in every respect, but I picked up different things from different people. And in my upbringing, I found the non-ignorability strategy of Gandhi to be very important. Because he was very audacious in dealing with the British, always just challenging them on their own turf, to take him on, to beat him up, do whatever whatever they, they were able to do. And he put them in a dilemma. They really didn't know what to do with this guy. So this non-ignorability is... Uh, is uh, and you have to be careful uh, to uh, understand the other side enough that you don't, uh, you don't sort of misuse this non-ignorability in an irresponsible way. You don't want to do things that uh, will create consequences you can't handle. You don't want to be non-ignorable in a way that you made yourself exposed. So you have to also be very careful. Yeah.